A power slapper was suspended after testing positive for cocaine. John Kennedy tested positive for cocaine after a competition in November. The Nevada Athletic Commission has suspended him for nine months. Have we talked about power slapping and your thoughts on it? Is it a? Per- we just had Demon in here to ask Demon about it. Oh. Is it a performance enhancing drug? Because I, I mean, was, I was thinking not performance enhancing, well, like performance requirement. I mean, if you do enough of it, you definitely won't feel your face. <laughs> I've heard. I think I think we should have different standards of what's a legal and illegal drug <laughs> for, for power, power for power slapping. slapping. You just walk up, get slapped in the face until one of them can't. <laughs> feel anything anymore so eh. that would have somewhat of an advantage as jared said you gotta do i heard a lot of it (laughs) i'm glad you threw in the i've heard yes (laughs) allegedly (laughs) that's crafty wording right there i give you credit it's a good comeback cbs and turner are not going to be the pac-12's broadcast partner that's according to brett mcburphy they have pulled out of negotiations so if the Pac-12 is going to be on television with their next broadcast deal, it would be Fox, ESPN, or just a out of the Amazon. Box. Right. Well, there's mm. two ways they could go. You could go out of the box television provider, right? Like what is Live Golf on? They're on like the CW or something yeah, CW. Weird like that. CW. So like maybe there's a network that doesn't normally carry sports that would be like, oh, we'll do it. Or what most people are assuming is the Pac-12 might end up being with an online streaming service for yeah. all of its games. Not like right now, the Big 12, they have a lot of their basketball games are on ESPN+, Plus, which is streaming. But most of their games are still on an ESPN television channel. A lot of people think the Pac-12, their next media deal, it might end up being 100% digital. It might end up being Amazon or ESPN+, Plus or something along those lines where the only way to watch them is not on your regular cable or television channel. It's simply through having Peacock or whoever ends up getting it. Peacock, yeah. Step down? Massive step down. Because I, maybe they would, but I can't imagine if you went with, we'll just say Amazon for the time being. I don't think you're getting as much money from Amazon as the ACC or the Big 12 get. I mean, you're not getting SEC and Big 10 money, obviously. But even the other Power Five, you're not getting as much I mean, money from. I think the Big Twelve have. got 323 million. Yeah. So if it's ju- if you're just signing up with Amazon or whatever, you're probably not getting a significant right. cut, which is one of, if not the biggest difference in the Group of Five and the Power Five, right. is how much money you get on your television deal. And there's a chance the Pac-12 kind of gets left behind in TV money if they end up with a bad television deal or no television deal and just a streaming deal in that regard. So. That might be, I don't know, if you're a San Diego State and you see them, you see the Pac-12 is like, ah, we signed with uh, Amazon and we're making uh, half the money the Big 12 is making. You're still probably leaving the Mountain West, but you're not you're feeling not. great about it. No, but I still think you're leaving. I still think you're leaving. Because yeah. it's still going to be about three times as much, four yeah. times as much that as you what get you get from the, with the Mountain, get from the Mountain West. What do you think? Jason Kelsey might retire from the NFL on podcast he has with his brother Travis Kelsey he said I can't answer that right now no no chance we'll answer that soon enough I don't know the answer to that right now I do know it was a lot of fun this year I had an amazing team and time doing this with my brother we'll see I'm gonna let the batteries recharge I'm exhausted man 
It was a long season, mentally, physically, emotionally drained. I'm going to let all that recover before we decide on that. Um, Jason Kelsey's 35 years old. Uh, it's a hard position at 35. He uh, has not missed a game since 2014. Which is amazing. I think it's a 12-year career, and he's only missed a game in two of those 12 okay, years. Okay, that's amazing, given what combined. he um, Has a Super Bowl ring, has been an All-Pro before. Like the, He is a Hall of Fame center Yes. after he retires. So as far as a career accomplishment goes, like it's not like he's sitting there thinking, oh, I've got to do this before I retire. No. I can't imagine he is. Um, but there was one other thing. I think Kelsey's going to come back. There was one other thing that uh, Travis Kelsey said on their podcast. Travis Kelsey was apparently mad at the Philadelphia Eagles when they drafted Zach Ertz because he wanted to be drafted by the Eagles and play, play with, with his, his brother. brother. Uh, he was like, oh, I, I have a lot of respect for them now, blah, blah, blah. If Jason Kelsey plays long enough, Travis Kelsey's going to go play with his brother. Like Bronny and LeBron? Yeah. Like if, J- if Jason Kelsey obviously retires after this year, it's not going to happen. But if Jason Kelsey is in the NFL long enough, Travis Kelsey yeah, is going to try to play He's got two brother. rings. Yeah. Gonna Pick say, and hey, choose. Yeah. Let's go. Or yeah. he's going to say, hey, Jason, your contract's up with the Eagles. It is up with the Eagles. Is it? Okay. You want to come oh. snap for Mahomes? Who's the chief center? Is he under contract next I'm, year? I'll look it uh, up. Don't look it up. It's not important. Bring, come on over. You can be. You can snap the ball to Mahomes. I'll score some touchdowns. We'll... Andy you can Reed teach us a, how to push. Yeah, Andy Reid will design a trick play for you so you can <laughs> score one, too. It'll be fun. We'll, we'll run in a little can circle before the, we snap. Can it. you make the center an eligible receiver? I don't think so. He would have to come in as, like, he'd have to come off the center and be a sixth offensive lineman or something. He could play ring around the rosy. Yeah, we'll do ring around the rosy and then trick them, and you'll be at Pacheco, Pacheco will be, uh, we, we saw what Ezekiel Elliott did as, a, as the snap, or as yeah. the center. <laughs> We've got some ideas. We think it'll work better. <laughs> Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. Tiger Woods played 16 rounds of golf yesterday. And according to the... St- I'm going to read what the story at ESPN said. Uh, 16 holes, sorry. Um, I was like, Jesus, man. I'm going to read what the story said because I thought it was phrased in a very funny way. Tiger Woods played 16 holes and walked 18 in the Genesis Invitational Pro-Am on Wednesday. Why would he even walk the last two? Yeah, you got to get back to the clubhouse, play play those coming yeah. in. Coming what are we in. doing here? So they are, I believe he might be playing again this morning already. Um, He's playing with McElroy and someone else. Good, good threesome. This is uh, the reporting from Paolo Getty, who wrote the story for ESPN. I'm just, I'm just going to read this too. During the first part of his round Wednesday, Woods' gait looked more normal than it has in the past with no noticeable limp, though he did appear to take his time and care walking up and down steep slopes. By the back nine, he did look to be walking more gingerly, avoiding putting too much weight on his ankle. After picking up his ball in the 16th hole, Woods did not play the rest of the way and took his time walking up to the clubhouse. He did not take a cart. I love that reporting on Tiger Woods is taking notes on what his gate looks like like. on every hole. And being like, ah, we got the hole 11. Back nine, it started looking bad. On hole 12, uh uh-oh, his ankle looked a little bit Then by 16, when he's bending over to pick up the ball, he's (laughs) got to walk back to the clubhouse. So, Tiger Woods, I I asked you this yesterday, and you threw water on it, but I hope he's in the the running on Sunday. I'm not going to tune in unless he's in the running on Sunday. You won't tune in for Rory? I don't care about Rory McIlroy. God, love Rory. You kidding me? Favorite golfer. I did see the quote of McIlroy coming out and saying, that the PGA Tour needs to build its 
brand basically around the stars like the NBA has done and has the NBA actually built its brand around the stars or is the game of basketball just a lot easier to be oh here's our star player he's the best because he's always winning the yeah because he's always winning the title whereas in golf it's like yeah where are you playing this week they got a PGA Tour well event. and you could also in golf be Rory McIlroy number one in the world and then like last week not be anywhere near the leaderboard right so I, I think just the sport of basketball lends itself Whereas to... LeBron's always good. Right. And um, <laughs> like we've learned from Jason Fitz when he hosts SportsCenter on Snapchat, basketball produces a lot of quick, fun highlights. Yep. Golf does not. Like, I mean, uh, even the great highlights in golf, you're watching a ball Bonk. travel for eight seconds, eight seconds or yeah. something. It's just, I mean... It's a great shot. There's nothing like wrong with it being the highlight, but as far as a what's interesting and engaging, hey, Giannis dunked on a guy, or look at this 65 foot putt where there's not a human right. in the camera shot for or an nine approach seconds. on 17. Right, and then after he sinks the putt, it's a very yes. Yeah, it's not. Oh yes, it's, they do not celebrate nearly enough. Like when Giannis dunks on someone, he flexes his entire chest. Yes, it's, it's why the two most fun golfing events are the tournament in Phoenix they just yeah. had. Waste management. The Waste fans management. are ridiculous. And the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Because they celebrate. Because of the fans. And yes. they celebrate and they high five and they fist bump and yes. they go crazy. Which I, that should be the standard yes. at every golf event. It's fun. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. So pitchers and catchers are reporting across Major League Baseball. And Jacob DeGrom has already hurt. Yep. <laughs> Saw that yesterday. <laughs> He's already got tightness in his left side. Um, yeah. You were on a couch. <laughs> nope, he's got tightness. So uh, this is from Kennedy Landry. I stood up who funny. covers the Rangers. She tweeted, uh, per Rangers GM Chris Young, Jacob DeGrom felt tightness in his left side in his bullpen session a couple days ago. With the cold weather in Arizona and the field conditions, Texas is holding him back a day or two. Uh, Chris Young said it is just precautionary. That's what you say with Jacob DeGrom in the first day of an injury. <laughs> He's so good. Over under on starts. Just let him pitch. Just 20? be healthy and pitch, my guy. What's the over under? Sixteen and a half. Okay, I'll say twenty. I was gonna say fourteen. Wow. He's okay. like forty. No, he's, he's not that. He's not Verlander old. Right. Okay, you're right. That's a good point. He's and not... if he's ever actually healthy, he hasn't thrown that many. His arm is yes. only like twenty eight. <laughs> he hasn't actually thrown that many innings. The he's rest just... of his body's like fifty. Right. It's just everything else is always breaking. What was the thing that uh, ba- the boss, they did a uh, x-ray of his shoulder when he was like 24, and the doctor went, you have the shoulders of an 87-year-old Bosworth? Man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's not, Brian. Next question. Also, Yankee starting pitcher Frankie Montas is going to miss the entire 2023 season. He's having shoulder surgery. So the Yankees lose a guy that would have been in their rotation. That's who they traded for at the deadline. The deadline the last year, right? Yes. Um, they've lost a starting pitcher before spring training has even started uh, because baseball injuries are the worst. Eh, hey, we haven't even started doing anything. And Jacob deGrom hurt himself in a bullpen session. And Frankie Montas is going to miss the whole year. And oh, also, Steven Strasburg is already hurt, too. Now, he a, is old. A bullpen session. You don't. You want to throw the January bullpen sessions and get hurt? Got to stay in shape. You got to keep the arm going. It's amazing where his career went. Where's the degen- Where's the degenerate on that one? 
he got, he got a World Series out of it. Yeah, he did. He was healthy he for did. like that one season. Yeah. He won the World Series and yeah. never going to pitch again. That was it. Never see the guy again. Great question. All right. Another edition of We Are Not Doctors here. But Celtics guard Derek White, according to his head coach, Joe Mazzula, has a hole in his eardrum. What? Mm-hmm. And he's cleared to play and cleared to fly. Oh, not going to be a pleasant Everything flight. about that sounds terrible. Uh, side note, my eardrum burst a couple times as a kid. What I were had, you doing to your I, ear? I had serious ear problems in my left ear as a child. From anything or just? No, just, I don't know. I don't think hereditary. Do they just, just burst? A, yeah, and, and uh, a doctor, this is true, a doctor from Germany um, who was in our town practicing saved my hearing. Okay, hold on. Before we get to the saving of the hearing thing, the way you described that makes it sound like you were living in the 1830s. This doctor from Germany came to our town. No, she was practicing in the town. I just remember. I, I got the, it. I, I, yeah. I just remember she was from Germany. Doctor Schultz, I believe. Uh, A traveling doctor yes, from, from Germany Europe. came in and uh, saved my hearing, making his way across the prairie. Woman came to our house. So. She had one of them newfangled bicycles. So you couldn't, you burst your ear, okay, multiple times, and like you were at a point where you couldn't hear out of the ear at all? Uh, very, very little, very little. And she uh, went under some procedures, and uh, and then I heard out of it. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, little. Like little. four? Yeah, like okay. four, like three, like you four. Don't, you don't No, remember? I barely remember okay. it. I barely remember it. Man, yeah. what happened to you? I have no idea. I was they, too young to know. You stabbing yourself with Q-tips yes. as a four-year-old? <laughs> it's like, yeah. You they get, mean, instead of using a Q-tip, you're like, oh, will this pencil work? I had some serious problems on that year. Yeah, that's as, that sounds terrible. Like, I know you were four, so you probably don't really remember, but that sounds like horrible pain. Just your ear in pain and not being and able to yeah, hear. Yeah, you're four, and so your communication skills aren't great. <laughs> How'd you learn to talk and write? <laughs> she which, fixed it. Which, and by the way. Derek White's playing with that in the NBA. Yeah. I, that's a, I, how's he supposed to fly? I how, don't, how, flying is he, is, how is he flying? Again, another edition of We're Not Doctors, but that sounds terrible. Like popping your ear. You got to just do the whole popping ear thing sometime on airplanes because you got a normal ear drum and it's not comfortable. All right, coming up next on ESPN Las Vegas, we'll jump in to some UNLV basketball. Out of 20 seconds. Shot clock at 15. Bowie, standing dribble. Down to 10 on the shot clock. Nine, eight. Bowie with six, with five. Boo drives in, short jumper, good! With 1.8, Cats lead it. Lutrafino from midcourt, good if it goes. No good, Wildcats win. The Wildcats win. Boo Bowie, the game winner with 1.8. And the Wildcats sweep the Indiana Hoosiers. 64 to 62. Down the floor comes Northwestern. 22 seconds left. 23 points for Trace Jackson Davis. 62-62. A steal on the inbound. Jackson Davis scores. And now Bowie dribbling down the clock. 8 seconds, 7 seconds, 6 seconds. Here is Bowie on a drive. Throws up a runner and got it. Here we go. Jalen Huchafino, half-court shot. Oh, it hit the rim. It does not go, and Northwestern wins the ball game. 
you're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Did you really just give us two calls of an Indiana Northwestern basketball game? Yeah, it was it was exciting. <laughs> also, I like the guy's name. So yeah, Northwestern beat Indiana as you Boo heard Bowie. from Bowie. Um, also in college basketball yesterday, San Diego State beat Fresno State forty-five to forty-three. What a horrible game! <laughs> that thing was terrible. <laughs> Tell. Say what the guy said in the post game. So Gary Parrish, uh, who is on the uh, CBS studio show that came on after the game. I can't remember the exact quote, but to paraphrase, paraphrase, he came on and he was like, well, scoring 45 points is usually bad. But if your opponent scores 43, I guess it's okay. And that's what happened last night. Uh, Fresno State, I think it was something like one of 20 from three. They still were leading and, late. And had a chance to win late. the game. Yeah, they had a yeah. chance to win it. Uh, so San Diego State survived. Uh, that game is going to hurt their Ken Palm and net ratings because Fresno State's not any good and beating them by two is a bad thing, but you still get the win. It's not going to be that big of a deal at the end of the day. Also, uh, Colorado State lost by, I think, three to Boise State last night. So both Mountain West coaches we've talked to uh, didn't quite get the upset no. yesterday. Both had a shot late. Isaiah Stevens is like hurt and hitting threes in the final minute. Still, that guy's incredible. He's what, a great player. Like every time I watch Colorado State play, they're losing, and then he hits two threes yeah. in the final minute, yeah. and it's like, oh, they might do this. That guy's incredible. Go vote for him for Mountain West Player of the Year just because of that. I'm trying to think who is Player of the Year. We'll get to it later, but I, I don't know if people are going to vote for him given where they're in the standings. You know who the current. Ken Palm player of the year is in the Mountain West. He does that. So he he has a player. He, there's a player ranking for each player, and he'll you, you can see who the top five. EJ Harkless. It is EJ Harkless. What? Right now, EJ Harkless is the number one player by Ken Palm's uh, player measurements in the Mountain West. I think, I think he's the best more. player. He is good. He's really good. He has been. That's the that's one he of the bizarre really things about UNLV's season. Harkless has been much better offensively in conference play than he was in non in the non-conference Harkless was very inefficient and they oh, were remember winning. he'd he'd have a horrible half and then for 10 minutes he'd do nothing yeah. but score like 25 points but his just to get like offensive rating which is uh just a offensive efficiency metric non-conference play this year Harkless was 100 which is you know pretty much yeah. average right ba- actually this basically year, average actually this year uh, offenses are a little bit more efficient. So it's a little below average in conference play. It's 110. Wow. Like he's been significantly better in conference play. And the amazing thing is he still can't shoot. <laughs> he's well, not sh- from three. He's shooting. <laughs> he's sh- in conference play. He's shooting 29% he from three. Shoot. Like he's been really good. He gets with, to the line though. He does. He is. He gets uh, to the line. Is he the best? Uh, he's drawing the most fouls in the conference. Yep. And he's getting to the free throw line the fourth most. Yeah, he gets conference. to the line a lot. So, which is provides extreme value, and he's shooting eighty-two percent from the free throw line, which is not like unbelievably good, but it's no, it's good. good. If you're going to get there more than everybody else and knock down eighty-two percent, that's your best offense. Does he do the uh, Harden thing of like throwing his arms around so that way he gets someone caught in his like? Uh, well, no, they call that they call that on the offense now. Oh wow, um, he does the Harden thing, and Keyshawn Gilbert too does it too. Snap your head back. 
He, oh. You you sort of bump into. The, he's really good at driving and making sure there's like hip to hip contact. Like that's what snapping he, back, and then his head snaps back, and they call the foul. He's re- phenomenal at it, right? Like he's really good at it. He forces so, some contact, and then gives you a little bit of a sell job. But the, the key about the head snapping is that it doesn't take you out of the play if they don't call it, right? Like you're driving and you sort of snap your head a little bit. If the ref doesn't call it. You can still you can go still, score. You can still make a play. Right. It's not like on defense, you know, you get hit in the chest and you flop you, you, and you, you flop sell and it. You fall down. If they don't call it, you're now out of the play right. and giving up a dunk. And they're calling a flop warning on you now in college. Actually, it's not a warning. It's a flop, it's a flop. technical. I don't think I've seen a flop technical on the head snap, even though there probably should be. I've seen the flop technical, obviously, on defensive guys trying to draw a charge and flopping. I've seen it on offensive guys, um, usually guys who shoot a three and then try to sell contact when they're coming down. Those are the two main areas. I don't think I've seen it on the head snap when it, they probably should call it on the head snap because that is absolutely the same premise. That is, I'm going to contort my body in a way that's not normal to try to get you to think I just got smacked. To try to get you to blow the whistle. But I don't think, I don't, can't remember them calling the flop technical on anybody snapping their head. And they probably should. No, they, UNLV, UNLV's had some flops called on them. They have. Uh, less than I think they probably deserve, because I do think they flop quite a bit. Um, but they have had some in, actually not too many in the last couple, but they had a stretch right. there where they, they, were, getting where they were getting some. a few of them. But uh, they probably, uh, they, they do deserve more. Gilbert and Harkless are hunting fouls on both ends of the floor. They're out there like, yeah, I'm going down. You touch me, I'm going. If Keyshawn Gilbert shoots the three and you're close to him, he's on the floor. He's on the floor. <laughs> he is not standing upright after he shoots that three. So, yeah, they they probably deserve it. But uh, I, I called him earlier in the year, the number one and number two. Uh, what, what was the phrase I used? They're the number one and number two floppers in the league Good. or all Mountain West floppers. All yes, Mountain West that's, floppers. that's what it was. That's what it was. All so Mountain West. Maybe, maybe Ken Palm's ranking is just the all Mountain West flop team. Is what so they're Ken Palm for. has EJ Harkless as number one. Yep. His uh, So his top five. Uh, Harkless is one. Omari Moore at San Jose State's two. Keenan Blackshear at Nevada's three. Jalen House is four at Nevada uh, at New Mexico, and Marcus Shaver is five at Boise, at Boise State. State. Yeah, because I mean, has there been a true standout, no, dominant Mountain West player this year? No, it's like there hasn't been a true standout dominant team this year. Yeah, like I mean, if you if you were like, well, let's go down. This league is weird. Or who, this yeah, this conference is weird. Yeah. Like who's you know. San Diego State's best player is Matt Bradley, who's good, but he's not. It's not. No, he's not going to dominate. He's not dominating. He's not yeah. Malachi Flynn. Um, you know, Boise State's best player is probably Marcus Shaver. Holy hell, Marcus Shaver shooting twenty eight percent from three two. Jesus, how are these players good without being able to shoot? <laughs> uh, who's Nevada's best player? I mean, it's Blackshear. That Will Baker guy's pretty good, but he what didn't do anything against UNLV. Who's Utah State's best player? Right, that. Taylor Funk guy uh, scored Funk. 20 in the first half against yeah. UNLV, but I don't think he scored in the second no, half. Like he there just, there just isn't really a truly like great player in the Mountain West this year. So Harkless, there's no Graham Ike. Yeah, I'm gonna say Harkless can't win it because they're gonna finish as the eighth no. seed in the Mountain West. But they, he wouldn't get the votes on that on, on that on that kind of seed. But I'd have to I'd actually have to go look at some. Uh, just counting stats. Say one thing: I don't care what seed they get; he should be first team all. I was going to say he's probably going to end up first team all. He should West. be. I'd have to go double. Like if he's, I'm thinking he's top five in scoring. I'd have to double check that. Yeah, he but should. He should. He's, he's 
averaging over 18. Yeah, I'm, he's almost certainly got to be top five in scoring. Yeah. He's probably going to be first team all Mountain West. He should but be. Who the hell would you vote for right now? I mean, do you have to have someone? Do you have to have a Bradley because if they win it? I don't know if I agree with that all the time. I don't I don't agree with it, but that might be what you default to when there's not like it's not like the third best team in the con- in the conference has a superstar. Right. It's like, you know, if a team finished fourth and just had it, even Harkless. Harkless isn't like this unbelievable superstar. No. He's good player. He's good, but it's not you wouldn't even say, "Oh, that Harkless guy is so good, we have to give it to him." So, it might be Bradley just cuz you kind of say, "Well, Everybody's kind of got a it. good player, and he was the good player on the on best the team. team. If they win it. So he gets it. So, yeah, it's a weird year. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, maybe Darren Millard answers the phone. We have no idea if he'll pick up, but this is the time he agreed to. This is the VGK Update with Darren Millsy Millard. Listen to him Monday through Friday at 4 on the VGK Insiders on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Hi, Darren. Hi, Darren. Hey, Ed. That's hey, good. Yeah, Tyler, good. can you add the Chirp podcast to that uh, that intro? And I have another question. Now that you're going to, while you're adding the Chirp podcast uh, to that intro, do you play the sounder even when I'm not here, when I haven't answered? I like that you're asking me to do this when it is Jared who has made the lovely imaging for you. And yes, we play it every single time. Every Thursday at 830, we play that even if you did not pick up the phone. Whether I answer or not. 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I thought that could be a, like a, a tip off that I'm actually here uh, if you're playing the intro. No. And Ed, Ed, I, I, I saw you yesterday, but I didn't see you because you were working the room like a madman. Trying you to get some all stuff over done. the place getting the scoop. Trying to get some work done, Darren. I'm, I don't want to go know. there and just hang out. I got to get I some actually, work done. I, I hate the people that come to the, to the room, uh, and whether it's football, baseball, but whatever. And they just stand in the middle of the room, and they wait until people all go to a player, and then they stand five feet in the periphery and an eavesdrop, and then they go, but they never ask a single question. I always wonder, why are those people really there? Darren's coming for the media today. Darn right. Darn right. Yeah. Coming well, for usually, Chapman. It's usually me, though. <laughs> but um, like I, I eavesdrop a little bit on Ed yesterday, but I was, I was only doing it so I could say hi to Ed. But he was in such a deep conversation that I didn't want to interrupt. Man, Ed, you better be careful. Whatever story you're working on, Darren's going to scoop it. It's going to be on AT&T Sportsnet tonight. Uh, it was a good story. I, I heard part of it, and it sounded like a good conversation. He's way ahead of me. He's way ahead of me. Darren's ahead of you? Absolutely. What, are you stealing from Darren now? No, he's way ahead of me. He, he, he would know any story I'm doing, and he's already reported it, I'm this, sure. This guy we're talking to, he doesn't Absolutely. know anything. You kidding me? Knows everything. He doesn't and know And he's got anything. great suits. Um. Good suits. Yeah, okay. Gary Friends and Gary Friends and sets me up with the suits. Uh, he, he's my tailor and my uh, suit person, uh, and uh, he is, he's is—he's got some style. Hey, Darren, did you know in a past life Jared was a tailor's assistant? Uh, that uh, surprised me given <laughs> his wardrobe of choice on a regular basis. Well, but the guy's, in, the guy's inseam is always dead on. <laughs> Okay, I'm turning off my mic on that one. <laughs> uh, so three zero and zero since the All Star break, seventeen goals in three games. So I guess these are the lines of the rest of the year. 
Yeah, and, and I'll be honest, I wasn't crazy about the combination at the start in, in the sense of I didn't see how it was coming this way, and like it wasn't an obvious, like, oh, let's put the A, B, and C together. And uh, it, there was a bit of mismatching going on, but uh, the return of Brett Howden has, well, he's only got the uh, the two goals in the year, and the one goal since he's been back has really allowed Bruce to, to try a couple of different things. And the play of, of Will Carrier's uh, season so far uh, has promoted the uh, the opportunity to move him up in the lineup, and, and he's hey, taking advantage of it. And I, I don't know whether they're going to be at the lines for the rest of the year, but uh, it's it's happening. And the odd part is we haven't had one of those uh, great games where we all gush over one or two players uh, who go off for a three-point, four-point night, uh, uh, a hat-trick, or uh, plus five. We haven't had any of those. Everybody's been pretty consistent, a couple of goals over the three games, um, uh, different goal scores uh, every every game. Five different uh, the first night. Five different in Minnesota. Seven different uh, the other night. It's it's the consistency is bizarre if I if I can say that. And if it's a coach's dream, but it's it's kind of unusual too. Um, non Golden Knights question. Well, actually, it might end up being one at the end of the day. But does this think... have to do with Mars and Venus? No. Should I ask you okay. about Mars and Venus? No, I was just saying you said it was a non-Golden Knights question, oh. so I was just curious where you're going. I mean, do you have hot takes on Mars and Venus that we should be aware I, of? I, I, I would go to Mars right now. If, if they were taking people uh, <laughs> applications, I would go to Mars right now. <laughs> and to, to see it? Or you are you going to establish no, uh, a colony? I, I'm going to establish a colony. <laughs> and, and we adopted our children. I can't have kids. And it wouldn't be good for the future of mankind, and and I would still go right now. I was going to say we're counting on you to establish the colony, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. I'm going to Venus instead. Then, if you're going to Mars, <laughs> bypass. <laughs> so, all right, here was my non-Golden Knights question for you: Does Patrick Kane get traded before the trade deadline? I, I don't know. I, I was asking. Uh, I brought this up with with Wallace yesterday uh, about the Taves Kane conundrum. And I could see, I could see Jonathan Taves not moving. Uh, he, he's he's depth, but he doesn't add that that big sizzle factor of of leaning on you uh, for points and uh, uh, being able to play on on uh, whatever uh, power. If you're a contender, you're you're probably looking at him as a second unit guy or um, uh, being a, a complimentary piece. A great center iceman, great leader. Uh, but if if you're trying to win the Stanley Cup, he's He's more of a complimentary player at this point with 14 goals, 14 assists, and in just over 40 games. But uh, but Patrick Kane has that sizzle. He has that that mark. But uh, I've been told that uh, that the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers were the two teams that he was considering. Uh, the Rangers already have their guy, and the Toronto Maple Leafs already have Patrick Kane, and that's Mitch Marner uh, because Mitch Marner watched every shift that Patrick Kane took. Uh, up until uh, Mitch Marner turned pro, he w- he would watch every single shift that uh, that Kane played, and has modeled his game completely after Patrick Kane, and is a is a uh, Patrick Kane 2.0. So, uh, do you really need that? Is is that what the Toronto Maple Leafs need? No, they need uh, a little bit more support uh, down the lineup, and they need more uh, uh, added pieces on on the blue line. So, uh, I think it's a real possibility uh, that that Patrick Kane stays put, and you might see these two. A future Hall of Famers uh, finish out the contracts when uh, all indications at the start of the year pointed to uh, them both moving on. 
Do you believe they know enough about Stone's injuries to already know what they want to do at the deadline, that if he'll come back, if they put him on LTIR, LTIR, uh, that he could come back for the playoffs? Maybe not at all. But do you think they know enough to where they're pretty sure what they want to do? Well, I think they know enough. The uh, the, the reaction that uh, that I took from George McPhee, who was on uh, my buddy John Shannon's podcast, the Bob McCallum podcast with uh, with the legend from Canada uh, this week, is is George said um, oh, we we don't uh, know exactly what to do with Stone's money, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, I don't want this to sound like an exact quote, but um, uh, that uh, that Mark Stone could come back by the the regular season. Uh, he, he left that open. Uh, so a, a, can you spend that money uh, with the possibility that Mark Stone could be back? When when he originally had the surgery and uh, the, the team that discussed it, it was uh, uh, there. there's a chance that he could come back if, and we all put that into if the season was extended, the first round, second round, third round of the Santa Cup playoffs. Uh, it was kind of out there uh, off to the side whether or not he could come back in the regular season, which is where the salary cap uh, is, is into play. So um, I, I think they know, but uh, how much they're able to, to spend. And if, if he does come back in the regular season, it'll, it'll be late. Um, uh, I think that might be a, a bit of a, a quandary for the team based on, on what I heard this week. If you're on Mars, who is Mark Stone going to score on when he's getting back to skating? Uh, Stewie, my buddy Stewie, who runs the City National Rink, is a great goaltender, and uh, and and he is uh, outstanding. He's a he's a little fella, but he's got active feet. <laughs> so I, I I think Stewie could definitely definitely get it done. He's a, he's a little fella, but but great hands and, and active feet. All right, hold, he's, on. hold on. What do you got, Jared? I wouldn't. Okay, so who is the worst like guy you play like pickup hockey with? Like, just name names. Who who uh, who is dreadful? I, you know what? I don't know the guy's name, but he brings a beer every time. Uh, uh, he's 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 the the least skilled player on our Thursday night <laughs> team, uh, and, and he tries really hard. He actually ends up in the right place a lot of the time, but if there's a race for the puck or he's one on one trying to defend. Uh, it's it's not a good situation. Uh, I wish I knew his name because I would sell him out in a second. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that tells you that I that I really don't know uh, the, the gentleman's name. But uh, we have we have some skilled guys uh, on our team who uh, aren't the smartest hockey sense in the world. Uh, but uh, when it comes to skill, uh, the dude that brings the beer is definitely not that guy. That guy sounds like the best guy to be out there. I don't know what you're throwing yeah, him under he, the bus And for. he's in my age group too, so uh, <laughs> I, I like him a lot. And we we're always it's funny we're always complimenting each other. Great job, great you, great job too. And and we both know we're not doing a great job, but, but we're, we're supporting each other uh, as old guys. He is Darren Millard. He'll be on AT and T Sportsnet tonight as the Golden Knights take on the Sharks. Darren, enjoy Mars. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you yesterday, Ed, yeah, even though I didn't you. get a chance to talk to you. So it's good reason just for us to catch up uh, down the road. Good buddy. to see you. See um, you boys. Bye, Darren. Either of you signing up to go to Mars to colonize a new planet? Mm, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I feel like I live on Mars. Because it's so cold? <laughs> <laughs> I just know the, the, the weirdness sometimes of everything piled into one. I don't think I'd go. I, I, I I'd, go. I'd definitely go, and I'd definitely be down for, like, 
exploration and the science part of it. The problem is, is I'm not going on anything Elon Musk built. <laughs> Do they get MLB.tv on Mars? They'd have to. Might be behind. Might be blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> How am I in a home market? <laughs> Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, we'll get into some more NFL. It wasn't basketball. I want basketball. I want basketball. It was other but other that you really can't like pin and point out. You know, comes and goes. You know, hmm. a little bit here, a little bit here. Just the vibe, but sometimes on, sometimes off. And inconsistent vibes. Interesting. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. Jared tells me that was Patrick Beverly. I do not know what he said. No. <laughs> the Lakers issues. Did were, he say the vibes were off? Yeah, the vibes were off. It was inconsistent. All right. All right. Obviously, the vibes were off. Um, I remembered a story during the break related to eardrums. Um Earlier in the show, we talked about Derek White of the Celtics, who's got a hole in his eardrum, but is fine. I don't know. He's right. playing basketball, is flying. Ed told us the story that, like, when he was four, he had his eardrums bursted multiple times, and you got him fixed by a German doctor traveling through the prairie. <laughs> he was not traveling through the prairie. <laughs> he was on a penny farthington. The mean streets of Laguna Beach. The mean streets. So here's the story I was reminded of. This is probably three or four years ago. Uh, Brandy, my fiance, loves to clean her ears out with Q-tips. She cannot stand any earwax in her ears. So she rips through Q-tips all the time. And one night, she's cleaning her ear out with a Q-tip and the little uh, fuzzy part on the end that does the cleaning pulls it out of her ear it's not there anymore it's just the stick with no fuzzy part on the end and she starts freaking out uh, overreacts ultimately at the end of the day but she starts freaking out about oh my god this thing is stuck in my ear it's it's not coming out it's gonna get an infection all this stuff we go to the er oh god (laughs) i think it was more like an urgent care thing than an actual emergency room but we go to this like er thing we're there for like Three hours. Just to be seen. Yeah. With, yeah, just taking forever. While we're there, people are coming in that look like, oh, are they going to make it through the night? And we're here because there's some fuzzy thing in her ear. (laughs) We're there for like three hours. They eventually come over. And all they do is something we could have done at home is they just get like a, I don't know what the word is, like a dropper thing that you fill up with water and just squeezed it into her ear to flush out her ear. And just this tiny little fuzzy thing comes out in the air. Like, t- absolutely tiny. Wasn't even the main, the whole thing. And they're like, okay, you're, you're good. there's nothing else in there. We flushed it multiple times. You're good to go. I can't remember how much it cost. I'm sure it cost us $10,000. But, like, yeah, was there and for that three was hours. It. And that was it. And now she, but she was also still worried. She's like, well, where's the rest of it? Like, it's not, it wasn't on the stick when I pulled right. that out of my ear. And that's clearly not enough. So, but yeah. Went to the emergency room because a piece of a Q-tip broke off in her ear. If we're telling these types of stories, I do have a like family friend who for years would complain that they like, hey, yeah, there's something wrong with my left, uh, my right ear. I can't hear something in it. And finally, they, they were also the type that wouldn't go to the doctor. Well, they finally went to the doctor. They're like, yeah, there's a Q-tip in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just stuck in there for years. <laughs> for years. That's rough. Like, the other thing about Brandy is she has an irrational fear of things crawling into her ears. Oh, an earwig. Like, any time there is a bug in our house, her first thought is to cover her hand, put her hands over her ears. Over her ears? To make sure that Before nothing, you get the bug? Make sure that nothing flies into her ears. That's her first thought, is she's horrified that something's going to crawl into her ears. Wow. When she went, she was at Mississippi State, went to college there. Uh, she lived in an apartment, not a very good apartment. Um, they had mosquitoes, uh, not mosquitoes, they had cockroaches every right. now and then in the apartment. Right. She bought a, it's called a malaria net that sure. people use, like if you go to Africa. Yes. To, yeah. So when you sleep, you For don't when get you sleep. bit. Exactly. She bought one of those and put it over her bed in her apartment. To sleep in? <laughs> yes. So that nothing would fly into her ears while she slept. Boy, these stories, you, you got to tell more of these stories. <laughs> she has she has irrational fears about her ears and a couple other things. Like, she's absolutely a germaphobe. Phobias. Oh, horrified. Like, ger- she washes her hands 600 times a day. Like, she's always washing her hands, afraid of germs, all of that. COVID was not good. No. That was not <laughs> Other than the good. food you got delivered. The food delivered was great, although that had to be wiped down before we ate Oh, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah, you had to wipe but it down. She's got, yeah, a lot of phobias, but especially with the ears.